Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today members podcast on Friday, 22nd of September. And after that 98-point fall yesterday, futures this morning were down 97. We've dropped at worst 108, but we're doing okay now. Down, well, we're not doing okay. Down 61 as global hawkishness spreads across the world. And when the glass goes half empty, it goes half empty. All the news wires, commentators, media picking up on every central bank's most hawkish comment and repeating it. Christine Lagarde, the ECB last week, called the top on interest rates. But no, this morning, Christine Lagarde's comment is that further rate hikes can't be ruled out. So they picked up on that one. And they've actually picked up on Norway, Sweden, Switzerland, Taiwan, Turkey, South Africa, and even saying China is hawkish because they kept rates on hold this week rather than cut them. I think that's called non-dovish or hesitant. It's certainly not hawkish. Anyway, the headlines today betray a herd that has absorbing a higher for longer credo, as one of the headlines called it this morning. And that means markets going down. So as you saw, NASDAQ down 1.8% overnight, S&P down 1.6%, Dow Jones down 1% overnight. And on the back of all that, as you know, a couple of days ago, we rather cleverly, we looked clever for two days, we rather cleverly sold everything out of our ideas portfolio, leaving only aluminum, sorry, not aluminum, aluminium play alumina, which went up one and a half percent when the market went down 98 points yesterday. Terribly clever, but selling that today and we held or hold BHP in the BHP only portfolio. I am ditching that as well on the open. It's cash across the board, except in our main portfolios, the income and growth portfolios. But otherwise, in the strategy portfolio, BHP portfolio, Macquarie only portfolio and the ideas portfolio as of today, all in cash. Glad we didn't get sucked into buying anything in the strategy portfolio. We just treated the recent purchases as a trade. Anyway, back in cash now. And that may seem rather gloomy. And the game, of course, is to watch the herd, not join the herd. I wouldn't suggest we are at all part of the herd, not losing our objectivity. As you know, it is all about reacting, not predicting, not making a prediction about where the markets go from here. But I have listed the things we need to be looking at to try and work out when this is going to turn, if this is going to turn. And for the moment, and look at the charts in my section, the indicators are bond yields. Bond yields are still rising. At some point, they will finally see a material peak. And at that point, we can look again at equities, but clearly it's not happening. They may peak out tonight. They may peak out in months and we'll watch for that. But for the moment, still rising. Good reason not to be in equities. Equities are also falling. First material drop in the NASDAQ and S&P 500 this year. And if you look at the technical section today, you'll see there are sell signals on the S&P 500 and NASDAQ ETFs. And it would be optimistic to be buying the NASDAQ at this point in time or buying big tech at this point in time. They are universally accepted to be overvalued. And here we are with them now trending down in the short term. So avoiding big 
tech as well for the moment. And as I say, we've sold the exposures through the FANG and LNAS in the last couple of days and glad we did. The other indicator worth having a look at, of course, is the VIX volatility index in the US and in Australia. If you have a look at the US VIX volatility index or fear index, as the media likes to call it, then it's been bumping along its at its most complacent lows around 12.13. That's now picked up overnight. It sounds a lot to have picked up 17%. It's actually picked up to 17 as an index number. And if you look back in the GFC, the US VIX got as high as 60. In the pandemic sell-off, it got as high as 50. And generally speaking, when you get an extreme of fear, it is a good buy signal. So when you see fear running rampant, you then look for that changing and that would be a good buy signal always happens at the bottom of the market so for the moment we're not bottom of the market we are top of the market and the VIX is just beginning to rise both in the US and here so you wouldn't really be getting optimistic about the market until that started to head down again and we're not in an extreme which says buy yet we're just starting to head up so another reason just to stand back and I've got another indicator for you today which I have put into a chart for your delight, and that is growth versus value. Now, there are two well-accepted, there are a few of them actually, but the two well-accepted US ETFs that represent value and growth are the iShares S&P 500 value ETF and the iShares S&P 500 growth ETF. And the value ETF is IVW. It's listed in the US, not here. And the growth ETF is IVE. So what you do is you plot one against the other. So it's the relative performance of growth stocks versus value stocks. And if you think about that, value stocks are generally very boring, conservative, low growth stocks, reliable, defensive, which pretty much represents the description of value fund managers. Whereas growth stocks are risk on stocks, more volatile, much more risk and much more reward. And generally speaking, big tech stocks are growth stocks in the US. So when the Nasdaq fell, and you'll see this on the chart, when the Nasdaq fell 30% last year, value outperformed growth. And the chart is the other way around on the chart. Growth stocks underperformed value stocks significantly. Then this year, the Nasdaq almost on December the 31st. This year, the Nasdaq has recovered and growth stocks have outperformed again. And in the last couple of weeks, you'll see on the end of the chart, value, sorry, growth stocks have started to underperform again. So far, it's just a bit of a blip but is this going to turn out to be a material top for growth stocks? Don't know. But that chart is quite a good way to gauge the tone of the market. When growth stocks are outperforming, it's generally a bull market. When value stocks are outperforming, the market's got defensive risk on versus risk off. We have just gone, obviously, risk off. Growth stocks start to underperform value over the last couple of weeks. So we can keep an eye on that. So when it comes to picking the term, turning point on the market. What we're looking for is bonds to top out, the VIX to top out, equity markets to bottom, growth to start outperforming value. And we need 
need inflation to keep going down. And we probably at this point need the oil price to top out as well. That's half the problem for this new hawkishness. Other indicators you might keep an eye on. The US dollar generally rises when the markets are fearful. We need that to top out. If the A dollar, Aussie dollar starts going up, that means the market's gone risk on. It suggests economic optimism, economic relief. So generally speaking, you'll find the Aussie dollar goes up when the market goes up or the other way around. And that, of course, will be reflecting commodity prices. So when commodity prices go up, generally the market's going more risk on or getting more optimistic about growth. And out of left field at any time, we could, of course, see a great trading opportunity if the Chinese suddenly do something material to stimulate the economy. All sorts of things could happen. But for the moment, the message is in cash. All the indicators going in the wrong direction at the moment. And we'll keep an eye on all of those for when, for the day they turn and the day we should get involved again. Watching the herd, not being part of the herd. Right, in the technical section today, you'll see the sell signals on the S&P 500 and NASDAQ ETFs and the FANG. Uranium still overbought. Healthcare, one of the sectors really get oversold. Healthcare oversold at the moment. CSL, 52-week low. ResMed, 52-week low. The disaster that has been. There was a very short-term daily buy signal on Telstra. It's not convincing at all on the weekly chart, so I'm not sure I'd be diving onto Telstra yet. But Telstra, one of the obviously oversold big stocks, along with Coles, APA, Endeavor, A2 Milk, few REITs in there as well now. And travel stocks getting oversold in the short term on daily charts, Qantas, Webjet, corporate travel oversold. As I say, sell signals on SPYIVV, NDQ, IOO, all ETFs over the S&P 500 global shares and NASDAQ. And there's a weekly buy signal on ASX. Is the ASX finally bottoming? Oh, we really wouldn't be buying anything in this market till the market turns around, has to be said. On the diary, Bank of Japan meeting today. They also have CPI numbers. We've got some European PMI numbers out tonight. Next week, we're looking at Australian CPI numbers on Wednesday, a US on Thursday, US core PCE price index numbers. That's the Fed's preferred measure of inflation, apparently. That's on Thursday. So an inflation number on Thursday from the US. Retail sales from Australia, some Chinese PMI numbers as well. At the end of next week, we've got a holiday on Friday, Victorian state holiday ahead of the AFL grand final. Never talk about AFL in the newsletter. Golden rule, religion, politics, AFL and Trump. Anyway, AFL grand final next Saturday. Damn, did it again. And there's a Labor Day holiday on Monday, October the 2nd. There's also, so this is the end of next week. There's also the clocks going forward an hour next Sunday, not this Sunday, the Sunday after. And we've got an RBA meeting on 3rd of October as well. There's a section in the newsletter today on events and coming up is the AIA conference, September 24th to 26th. So that is beginning of next week. They're offering us some free tickets. If you're a Marcus Today member, go onto the website, click the buttons, and there are 10 free tickets on offer. Not sure if they've already gone. You put a discount code into the checkout when you go to their website. And also the Australian Technical Analysts Association Conference is coming up 20th to 22nd of October. In the newsletter today, Harold, who writes Retirement Day for us on Fridays, some Fridays, he has has written today about Andrew Forrest. You can, of course, email Harold if you like. Harold, I would tell you, has been running his own super fund for decades, so is in the same position as a lot of you. And if you want to 
swap stories or draw on his massive experience, feel free to click on the button at the bottom of his article and email Harold. Not much on the announcements front worth telling you about today. That's about it. So as I leave you, market's still creeping slightly better. Having been down 108, we are down 56 now. Dow futures are up 28. NASDAQ futures are up 0.2%. Bond yields are up again today, not by much. Top stock in the top 50 is Pilbara Minerals. Is finally lithium stocks turning around or is there a story? on Pilbara Minerals. Haven't picked one up. Mineral Resources also up 1.9% today. Some of the worst performers today, Rio, ASX, South32, Aristocrat Leisure, WiseTech Zero. There is something going on in lithium. Latin Resources up 4.7% as well today. Lion Town is up a cent. Lithium bottoming. You have a fabulous day. I'll be back with a weekend email tomorrow.